smartcast you're listening to a hindustan times production brought to you by hd smartcast welcome to season 2 of our podcast ticks for free in which we discuss all things football i am dhiman and with me is my co-host vivek messi France will meet England in the quarterfinal of the FIFA World Cup after notching up convincing wins over Poland and Senegal in their respective round of 16 matches on Sunday. France beat Poland 3-1 while England beat Senegal 3-0. Diman I want to come to Mbappe first who sent in two thunderous strikes past Chesney he already has nine goals in 11 world cup games he is just 23 can anybody stop him no he looks unstoppable for the moment he absolutely does because yesterday there was one moment in the game not when he scored but when he zoomed past the Poland right back Frankowski and Frankowski tried to grab him by the shirt and he couldn't do that This is a World Cup game. These guys are international level players. These guys are elite players. And he just couldn't get a hold of his shirt. Forget getting the person, getting the ball. Now, the giant screens then showed 35 kilometers per hour top speed. That is the speed on which public transport runs in most Indian cities. Hmm. You know, whatever we've seen of him in this World Cup has been simply superb. This is not being said with any disrespect to anyone. Messi is having a great World Cup. Ronaldo has scored. Uh, Kane has scored. Uh, Neymar, unfortunately, has been injured after the first game. Richarlison scored a brilliant goal. But Mbappe is bossing this show so far. And it's the numbers that he's notching up look incredible. Only something as unfortunate as an injury can possibly stop him. Uh, because he's fast. he's strong he's skillful and he the one person who he does remind me of is the brazilian ronaldo though the brazilian ronaldo rarely scored with such powerful shots his sense of positioning was so good that he would fetch up and he made goals look very simple but in terms of speed in he's faster than ronaldo possibly in terms of skill in terms of size he is such an intimidating presence on the pitch it's it's difficult to contain him it's difficult to see how teams can eventually somebody will find a way but right now it seems difficult for a rival team to be able to contain mbappe he's just got better significantly better from what we've seen 4 years ago right i think no one in world cup history has scored more goals than mbappe before the age of 24 uh, i think he's overtaken pele's record which right. shows uh, that alone says so yeah. much yeah absolutely yeah, absolutely. yeah. yeah. He's an all-round player, isn't it? As you said, there's no like he has pace, he has finishing skills, he has dribbling skills. It's it's very rare to get this sort of a combination. Uh, generally, players who are fast. Absolutely, and he's yeah. exactly, and he sets things up. I mean, remember the goal against Denmark where he where he and Theo Hernandez combined on the left. Even the second goal yesterday, 
Mbappe played a part in setting up the goal before being there at the right place to finish it. So Griezmann clears a corner kick and the ball comes to Mbappe. Mbappe sets up Giroud. Giroud finds Dembele and Mbappe is running. There is also a lot of things that need to be said about Giroud here because he took away a player that created space for Dembele to find the ball for Mbappe. And Mbappe got that extra second with a full goal in front of him to pick his angle and then send that kind of a shot. It's his involvement in the game, in attacking build-ups. He's rarely seen pressing. He's rarely seen, you know, tracking back. But, well, so long as it works for France, it works for France. You know, Wenger did speak about international teams being more accommodating with players who don't press, more giving more emphasis on skill. So, I guess it's all right. I mean, uh, Mbappe not doing what pretty much everyone in football these days is expected to do. But he already leads the chart for the golden boot. He's beaten a record. He scored more goals in World Cup at this age than Pele has. Hmm. So, you know, what's not to like? Uh, As you mentioned, Mbappe did not just score two goals yesterday, but he also provided the assist for uh, the opening goal scored by Olivier First goal, yeah. Yeah, and uh, Giroud has now surpassed Thierry Henry. He has 52 goals, which is the most by anyone for France. Diman, we spoke about Giroud's selflessness and attributes that he brings to the table. It's it's, it's great, isn't it, that he's doing well and uh, finally getting some spotlight? I remember speaking about this yesterday that I'd be very happy if Giroud scored in the game simply because of um, his attributes and simply because of uh, the team player that he is. And it turned out that way. He could have got to his 52nd goal a little earlier when he, uh, but he couldn't get another right connection to a Dembele ball. Uh, but uh, when Mbappe's pass found him, he found a great angle to beat Chesney. And now he has broken a record that stood for 13 years. And he is France's all time highest goal scorer. I mean, having said that, the rate at which Mbappe is going, I don't know how long that record is going to stand. But, you know, he should make the best of it while it lasts. So, it is rewarding. It is appropriate and seems fitting. The Olivier Giroud is now France's all-time goal scorer, highest goal scorer, uh, beating an absolute, absolute legend. Because it's a testimony to the effort that he puts in. It's a testimony to his commitment to the game and to the team that, uh, you know, he's been rewarded. And, it is a message to all forwards, possibly, you know. You can be like Olivier Giroud, still hold records, be a less, little less selfish, contribute to the team, still be uh, the country's top goal scorer. England, meanwhile, were equally convincing in their 3-0 victory over Senegal. The goals came from Jordan Henderson, Bukayo Saka and Harry Kane. Uh, in the games that they've won, they've scored a lot of goals. So, it seems like these are good signs for England. Even though they had a minor setback, with Raheem Sterling, I think, returning home due to a personal issue. Diman, uh, what did you make of the England game? Pretty convincing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Convincing, of course. But they had an early scare. And, um, okay, it's fair. I mean, Senegal, uh, to have come this far without Sadio Mane and then having missed Idrissa Gaye in this crucial game, it would have been always very difficult for Senegal. And they had those two early chances. Uh, one went over the bar and one Pickford pulled off a good save. Had one of those chances gotten in, it would have been a different game. But then, so England were more clinical. Um, 
the transition and the for the second goal the move was very fast we've seen a number of those moves happen i mean even even the france goal was from a break that happened in their penalty box and four touches they were mbappe was scoring so even uh, yesterday also for uh, the kane goal it was a good counter attacking move involving bellingham and foden and uh, right people right pass right time right finish and that's how uh, you know that goal happened so it's the kind of goal that we've seen a number of in this world cup it's a convincing performance of course and uh, one they were expected to so we'll have to see whether sterling comes back and plays any further part in the competition but in england france game based on what france did yesterday it does look a very intimidating prospect for england but then world cup quarter finals are not supposed to be easy yeah you're right that that's going to be an exciting one moving on to today's games uh, japan take on croatia while brazil face korea uh, diman chiche the brazil coach yesterday said, said that neymar is fit to play uh, do you see him starting or will it be more prudent that he comes on from the bench if need be he was asked this he was asked this yesterday at the press conference and he said i will start with the best players that i have now that can mean that if neymar is fit and on the bench then neymar starts hmm. because uh, maybe he can be taken off earlier hmm. but tichet also said that you know you will see how neymar is at training which was after the press conference so he didn't really give a very clear indication as to whether neymar would start but i think if he's available he will start it's important that you know if you have a player of neymar's abilities available then you start with him that's the message you send out to the opposition that the moment you don't start with him but you keep him on the bench the message that goes out is that he is not fully fit hmm. and that is a psychological advantage that no team would want to concede to an opposition before kick off right yeah i think if he is fit probably it's better to start him rather than changing a absolutely yeah yeah rather yeah, than being yeah, a, absolutely yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, Nivan, uh, Japan and Korea, of course, have uh, done excellently to come this far. They've had to script some miraculous upsets. Uh, do you see this as a step yeah. too far? Japan are taking on Croatia, who are World Cup runners of uh, last time, and obviously Brazil are Brazil. Do you see this as a step too far for the for these Asian teams? Nobody would be surprised if they went out, and the world and its uncle would be surprised if they did not. So. it's a bit like this the message that asian football has made rapid strides international teams in asia uh, have made uh, improvements has been conveyed korea have good players but brazil like you said is brazil so i can't even imagine the kind of catastrophic consequences that could happen should korea pull one off but this is a game of football 11v11 as all coaches here tell you and all teams go into the games convinced that they can do it because otherwise why play so it should be fun in so far as japan's concerned i mean i attended a technical study group session yesterday where some numbers were dealt with and and explained by arsen wenger and klinsman um, and the thing that was pointed out was that croatia have used the least number of players in these three games it was 16 so they have a core which their coach trusts which is great news all of them are available but it is also given the fact that there are a number of players who are over 30 and in the case of montrich close to 40 hmm. it could be that you know when the question that needs to be asked that should be the japan could be asking them is would they have the legs to match the intensity that the 
Japanese can bring into the game. So with Croatia, uh, there could be the chance of an upset. With South Korea, I don't see one. But then, as we've just discussed, this is football. So, if the next episode we are talking about South Korea and Japan being playing a World Cup quarterfinal, mm. it would be surprising. But I wouldn't fall off the chair that I'm sitting on now. Right. On that note, let's look forward to more exciting games. Uh, as you mentioned, Brazil and Croatia are favourites, but uh, you never know what will happen. I guess. Yep. Absolutely. That was it for this episode. If you want to reach out to us, you can find us on our Twitter handles at Vivek9301 and at DemanHT. If you're a true football fan, you cannot not subscribe to Kickoff, our weekly newsletter on the world game which hits inboxes every Friday. For more updates on this podcast, follow HT Smartcast on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube and LinkedIn. And to listen to more such podcasts, log on to htsmartcast.com. This was a Hindustan Times production brought to you by HD Smartcast. HD Smartcast.